Blog Talk Radio. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, Please check out barefootislegal.org. Global government, the mystery school, Agenda 2030, chemtrails and geoengineering, manufactured disasters. We live in a time when awareness about current events and big media deception is critical to be prepared for the events that are rapidly descending upon us. This is Russ from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Diana and me every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. as we expose the truth big media keeps lying about. Herbal medicine, the globalist real agenda, seen through the propaganda. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you there. I think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> hmm We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Cross. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And join us on Facebook. 
Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the Word. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate. Or you may have to deal with some childrens. That part is for me. You might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% dolts and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. Another 12 million voted for other candidates. There is another 40 million that voted for Brandon and said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually. But for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps that do not exist. So he wants to work for the IRS. Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough. We will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fast budgets that did not complete a perfect error-free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you dolts and something luckers who will let us get away with it. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio show right here on freedomizerradio.com now sit back and enjoy the show
Radio. 
Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us tonight. Today is Thursday, so we'll have Chemo joining us here in just a second. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone. Uh, but I am not alone tonight. Not only do we have Chemo joining us in just a second, but we also have a guest tonight. So let me bring Chemo in, and then we'll go ahead and bring our guest in immediately after. Chemo, welcome. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, I hope they're doing okay. Uh, we have a guest yeah. right off the bat here, so uh, and they're they're much earlier than our time zones. So uh, I wanted to give them the first hour so they're, they're not struggling to stay awake to hang out with us. Oh, no problem. I'm going to be fumbling around doing stuff anyway for a little bit. So I'm on mute for a few minutes while you introduce them and stuff. Okay. So we have Pastor Bill Jenkins joining us here in just a second. I'll go ahead and read his bio for everyone. Uh, go ahead, Kimo. I'll see you in a few minutes. Uh Pastor Bill is an apostle of God with a prophetic voice who works to release a message of hope in our world. With deep spiritual revelation and insight from God's word, he takes the toughest passages of scripture and explains them in a practical and applicable way. Pastor Bill is the go-to guy when it comes to biblical numbers and their scriptural significance. He's a husband of 25 years to Britain and a father to three boys. Let's go ahead and uh, and bring in Pastor Jenkins to join us here. Uh, welcome to the Pastor, are you with me? Uh, yes, I am. Good to be with you, Proof. All right. Thank you for joining us tonight. So uh, it just seems like almost every day now uh, that we're seeing something that aligns with the book of Revelation or, or something that that could trigger the Antichrist from coming in. Uh, did you expect it to be this fast where we're, we're getting ready to be hit on all angles at, at any given moment? Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the signs of the end times is that it's going to feel like um, time is speeding up. You know, uh, I don't know how old you are. I'm 50-something. Let's leave it at that. And uh, when I was a kid, boy, time went real slow. Now even my kids think, time is going fast and so yeah we're living in a day where we're not just living in the last days but in the last of the last days where time is is going fast and uh, we have to keep up with what the lord is doing make sure we're under that cloud by day and under that fire by night so to speak like they were in the old testament right so just so you know i i don't mind sharing my age because people have no idea that i'm this old i'm 51 (laughs) <laughs> well, you're younger than me. <laughs> hey, but I'm not. I'm not by far though. I, I figure if if you can qualify for an AARP card, you, you're not exactly a spring chicken. <laughs> well, I got mine. <laughs> so, uh, so with that though, uh, I just uh, I, I'm just at a shock here, and I'll just bring today's current event. And then we'll we'll transition into into subliminal discussion. Uh, I, I'm quite sure you've you've seen the news about now 
there's 25 states that are sending troops to, to Texas, and Arizona is still on their own as far as I know. If Arizona does not send any troops to Texas, they get a pass because they're, they're on their own doing the same thing Texas is doing. But it, to me, it's just hard to believe that the, uh, the crime syndicate, if you will, they are willing to go to civil war against Americans to make sure that those illegals get in here any which way but loose. Well, and a lot of that stuff is, you know, based upon their drugs and upon, you know, what they want to get across the border into us. And so, you know, that's why it's important, you know, for us to make sure that we're doing what we need to do as a country, what we're doing uh, as a people. You know, I have a fence around my house. Uh, Most people in California, where I'm from, have fences around their house. And we need to make sure that we're protecting to see what comes in. Even in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the Bible said that they put walls up to keep things out they wanted to keep out and keep things in they wanted to keep in. It's not a bad thing. We welcome people in America. We've always been that. We always will be. But the bottom line is we want to make sure it's done in the right way. We want to make sure it's done in the correct way because we want to make sure the motives of people when they come into our land are going to be good, whether it be something they're going to bring over into our country or they're going to come over and do something bad or try and to, you know, do something that's not going to help our society. We need to do our part to uh, you know, sort of make sure that that stuff doesn't happen. If it was okay in the Old Testament, the Bible, it ought to be okay now here in 2024. No, I agree with that. And I, and I was discussing this yesterday with our, with our guest that I don't think the issue is that uh, on occasion you might have Paco and Lucinda Ramirez that are crossing the border with their three kids because their home was destroyed by the drug cartel. I, I think people would be sympathetic to that. However, when 92% of the people coming in, and this is over 20,000 a day now coming in, are military-age men from who knows what country, including China, uh, including Russia, including every nation in the Middle East, they, they, they couldn't find a nation uh, between them if they're claiming asylum, that they, they would have to swim two oceans in order to get here? I, I don't get it. And I yeah, think that's you know, where America's well, fed up. Yeah, and I think I think you're right, and I think you know both sides of the aisle are trying to uh, you know at least talk about it. Hopefully, we can come to some solution. You know, it's no good when we just go back and forth and argue and do all these things. Something's got to be done, and I think you're right. Both sides are fed up, and we need to uh, keep putting pressure on these people that we elect and put in these offices to do what they say they're going to do. Right, and and then to to transition here. Uh, it's just crazy how the LGBTQ wants to add S to their to their uh, letters for for satanic. You have schools that are that are having Satan clubs now, and then if then the, if you if you believe somehow that only a woman uh, that a, a a man can get a woman pregnant. Uh, and if you don't believe that a man can get a man pregnant, even though there's no eggs, that, that you're considered an extremist. And, and uh, if this mark of the beast comes in, your, your, your thoughts alone will, will put you in a camp. Well, and that's where our society is at. You know, think about it. What used to be right is now wrong. What used to be wrong is now right. And so that's where we're at as a society. That's why... You know, we're trying to do what we can here in California to raise the standard, do what is necessary to, you know, get back to some good godly um, 
morals here in our nation. You know, we've got to start with us. We can't worry about everybody else. We have to start with us. I always tell people, let's draw a circle around who we are, instead of pointing the finger, let it begin with us, and let it begin in our homes. Let it begin in our schools. Let it begin on our jobs. Let it begin when we're driving the vehicle from one place to another. Let us act a little bit more Christ-like. Let us be a little bit more loving, and let's change the atmosphere here in our country. And uh, I have seen it uh, over the past, like, year and a half to two years. It, it might be a little slow, but I think now it's quickening where you have to pick a side. And I see, I see more of the, the people and the younger people now soundly rejecting this. And they want to go back to what we had. People don't want the society that the globalists are, are trying to put together. And I think... Well, not even I think. We are definitely at a breaking point here, and the globalists are like, hurry up. We're all 80-something years old. Uh, We want to see these people die before we do. And I think the public is – the public right now, I believe, is at the point where they know something is wrong, and I think they just need the right guidance, and I think that's that's where Jesus fits in. Well, and you're 100% right. Last year, 2023 – when I wrote my prophetic almanac book, it was all about leadership. It was all about being a shepherd. I think we have the blind leading the blind sometimes, and we're ending up in a ditch. And so you're exactly right. We do need leadership. We need somebody to step up, not be afraid, you know, to lead the way, do what is right, allow uh, some things to take place and happen. Listen, when you're a Christian in this society, you're probably, you know, you're going to get definitely persecuted uh, in a way that, you know, other people used to get persecuted 20 years ago because we stand up for what is right but this is a time this is a day when we need leadership we do not have strong leaders we have too many politicians and not enough prophets in our land oh 100 percent and uh and it's just crazy that you, you see the youth now it's i i just looked at some polls over the weekend last weekend and uh, when it comes to the 18 to 24, is it's almost neck and neck between Biden and Trump. It's hilarious because uh, historically, the youth always go to Democrats, but not not so much anymore. They, they've exposed their satanic ways so much that you have you, you have people leaving that party in droves. And I'm not even a Republican. I I just want to see some kind of normalcy here and and get back to how we were. Uh, so that we could become leaders. And uh, you can't run the world if you can't even run your own shop. So that's the way I look at things. (laughs) And and you're 100% right. Here's the thing. I have three boys within that age range you just mentioned. So I have a 19, a 21-year-old. I I understand. Well, if they're that age, send me some pictures and a resume. Maybe we can work something out. But, uh, you know, uh, we uh, – I have these three boys, and – You know, the thing that, uh, you know, I always try to tell them is, listen, we're not, you know, Democrat, we're not Republican. We vote for issues. We're issue-based people. We're not sitting there voting for somebody because they stand for a party. Um, Probably all of them are crooked. But we want somebody to be in there who's going to put the things that we feel are going to change society, make things better, change the atmosphere, and do something to better our country. I get sick of all the fighting. We need to get back to working together, making sure that we have people, like we said a moment ago, who are leaders, who aren't going to be afraid of the people. They're not looking to get a vote, and they're just looking to do the right thing. Right, and uh, and I think 
Well, let me put it this way. You don't even have to exactly be Christian and and on our religious side in order to say something normal. And I'm going to say that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who's a Hindu, uh, came out of nowhere this year and and is now a a solid leader, uh, just speaking the truth and and just trying to do exactly what you're saying, is, is saying and doing the right thing and being a leader. And that's it. I mean, I don't care if you're a Christian or not. I think people are wanting to get back to some sort of normalcy in our society. You know, things are just out of hand. It's crazy on every end. And I think people, whether they go to church or not, there's a certain sense within them that's sort of making them feel like, man, we've gone too far in too many areas. They may not know what to put their finger on. They may not know how to, you know, verbally speak it out. But they know something needs to change. Something needs to be better. And so, uh you know, I'm hoping, I'm believing that, hey, this is a year when good positive change is going to be brought forth in our land. Well, uh, in our years of, of being, and I know we're about the same age, uh, I know I've never seen it this bad, uh, where it's to the point where one more election, and we might not even get there. I, I just feel like we can have the cashless society come up, and then they have the, the, the ways – where they can read our minds, and that, that, that's why they say we'll own nothing and we'll be happy, because if we're not, then we get taken to a gulag. Uh, the Middle East is, is basically on fire, and I, I just, I, I feel like we're, I know we, we have not hit rock bottom yet, but we're getting there fast, and I think that the average person on the street, it's like, okay, we've had enough party time. Let, let's let's get back to business here. And I, I think that's where America is. And if we could figure it out in the next eight months, then uh, I think we'll be on the right track. If not, then, then our party's over. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think this is a crucial time. We are at a crossroads. It is a time of decision for many people. And so I think that, you know, uh, you know, as we're doing our part as individuals, as things continue to happen, as, you know, the revelation in people's minds continues to, to grow, I think people are going to see that, you know, there's only one direction, there's only one way, there's only a certain amount of things we can do to change the way things are now. And I'm hoping that we move towards a more, you know, conservative society where, you know, maybe we get back to some of these Leave at the Beaver days or these Andy Griffith days where we have a respect you know, in our homes, where we have a respect in our land, a respect for authority, you know, where we're not sitting here trying to fight everybody and try to be the big dog on the block. And so hopefully what we can do is, you know, uh, and that's what we try to do every day at Deathland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, is get the gospel out, get the word out, because we think that that's what's going to help bring some good positive change in our society. I did not know that you're in Rancho Cucamonga. I'm in Las Vegas. All right, well, we're close. We're three hours away. Okay, we come out once or twice a year to somewhere in California. I'll, I'll, have to, uh, I'll have to let you know if I'm coming by. Sounds good. So I, I think a lot of what's going on in society, I think that one of the biggest sins that is going on right now, which is why we're, where we're at, is the, the envy. Because there's the 99% and then there's the 1% that rule everything and People are so worried about what everybody else has that, that they, they have not been worrying about their own house. 
Well, there's definitely what we would call like an unsatisfied spirit that, you know, is resting upon our world. Nobody is happy. Everybody wants one more of something. It's creating that jealousy and that envy, and then it leads to bad things. It leads to us getting desperate. It leads to us getting involved in in things that that aren't going to be good. And we need to learn how to be okay, content, and happy. You know, the Bible tells us that even Paul said he had to learn to be content. We're not born out of our mother's womb into a world where we're content. We have to learn that. And so part of learning that is accepting what we have, accepting where we're at, and accepting who we are in that moment. Yes, we want more. Yes, we're believing for change. Yes, we want to be better. But let's be okay with who we are and what we have now and just trust and believe the Lord to bring more as he chooses to bring it into our life as we pursue that Lord and close close the gap that God's going to bring good things into our life. And, you know, God is never against us having things. He's only against things having us. And sometimes God knows better than us. You remember that real old show called Fathers Knows Best. Well, God knows best. And we need to learn how to control our fleshly appetites, be okay with who we are, and be okay with what we have so that we can be more content and enjoy a truly uh, satisfied life here on this earth. Right, I, I get that. And then uh, l- let me give an example. Since you're in California, they now have fast food workers. The fast food worker minimum wage is $20 an hour. And I'm just trying to fathom how you're 18 years old and, uh, and, they're, and they've been able to sell people on, hey, you know, people that, that work at X, uh, job X, Y, and Z, uh, maybe they work in a factory or, or they work in some construction job. They're making $20 an hour. You as an 18-year-old, if you vote for me as a Democrat, I'll make sure you as an 18-year-old with no skills make just as much money as people that got four-year degrees. And, uh, and, if, and, and if people don't like it, it's because they, they don't vote the same way we do. It's, and they, they pit people against each other because as an 18-year-old, of course you want something to be handed to you and to not have to work for it. But – you have to realize, uh, and I know the youth isn't going to buy into this yet until they get older, but you have to earn your stripes. You don't get something just and for breathing. Yeah, and that's part of it is, you know, uh, paying your dues, earning your stripes. But in California, you know, a lot of things are sort of uh, forced upon us. Uh, you know, there's a great group of people in California who – are lifting up a standard, who are living right, who are trying to do good, who believe in the good things that you find in the Word of God. But, uh, man, I tell you what, we need more of that. And so we live in a day when, you know, uh, a lot of these things in California, they're forced upon us. Before you know it, they're there. And uh, like that minimum wage, $20. Boy, I tell you what, you know, uh, I never made $20 in my lifetime working as a kid. Uh, unless it was four or five jobs put together. But nowadays, you can do it. That's why the cost of living in California is so high, and many people are bailing out and moving to other places because it is so high. Yes, 20 is good, but keep in mind you're paying more for a cheeseburger here than you are in Illinois. Right, and I maybe, I, I just, uh, maybe I'm just a slow learner. But I never had a day job where I made $20 an hour until I was age 49. <laughs> and there, here yeah, they and are. As long as uh, you don't even have to be graduated from high school, as long as you could flip a burger, you're making that. 
But not so much if you're an office manager. An office manager still makes 18 an hour. You get 20 if you if you can flip a burger. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it's those squeaky wheels that get the oil, you know. So they're out there. They're hitting the pavement. They're talking to these legislators. They're making stuff happen. And so, uh, you know, in California, you got to fight, you know, for – you got to fight for your uh, right to get that increase in that minimum wage. And so, uh, but trust me, everything is higher in California. The gas prices are higher. We don't have uh, deals at McDonald's. We don't have deals at uh, Taco Bell. We uh, pay a little bit more for everything because everything is higher here than, you know, most of the other country. Right. So, I just remember the last time I went to a McGMO was in Stanton in California out there by you, uh, over by, uh, what's that, Beach Boulevard by Knott's Berry Farm. So we were at the McGMO, and we went to the cashier like 20 years ago. My kids were like three and one or something. So we wanted to get the kids Happy Meals. The guy they had behind the counter didn't speak English, so we had to grab the manager to take our order. And I'm like, never again. <laughs> I don't know how you, uh, as a cashier, you're hiring people that don't speak the language of everyone else. That That's just, uh, I don't know if that's privilege necessarily, but it, it was just the, one of the weirdest uh, experiences I've had here in America. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'll leave that for everybody else. You know, uh, at our church, we welcome everybody we, you know, I don't know how to speak Spanish. The only Spanish I know, I know a couple words. That's it. I try to learn, but yeah. I'm a good English speaker, but I know nothing about Spanish. So if you're talking to me uh, or if I'm trying to talk to you, it's going to be, uh, it's going to need to be in English. Right. So let me, let me do this. I, I know that you've written a bunch of books. Uh, so can you tell us about the latest one that you have? Yeah, the latest book is what I call the Prophetic Almanac for 2024. I've done this for 10 years in book form, so this is the 10th anniversary. And what I do is I look at the number uh, that's relative towards that year, uh, this year being 24. I look at it in the Bible to help to create a vision for people to follow to sort of set them up for success in that year. So 24 in the Bible is mentioned 19 times, and out of the 19 times, six out of the 19 times, it revolves around worship. And so, you know, we've been talking about getting back to some things. Well, we got to get back to putting the Lord first in our life. The Bible says that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all these other things are going to fall into place. All these other things are going to be added unto us. So I look at the 24, I look at the chapter 24s in the Bible, 66 books, only 20 of them have a chapter 24. So I look at these things in the Bible to help develop a vision because the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. And I want to help people to succeed, to be successful, and to go out there and to prosper in this year. Okay, that's excellent. And for those just joining us, we have we have Pastor Bill Jenkins with us here. So, uh, so going back to the each chapter of 24, so... How do you how do you seek out the wisdom and guidance in those in those books that you're talking about? Yeah, well, all I do is I let the Lord speak. I don't try to fill in the blanks or tell God what He's saying. Uh, so whatever it says, it says. Uh, in Genesis 24, it's talking about Abraham trying to find his son Jacob a spouse. 
Um, so I just correlate that to, you know, if you're looking for somebody, if you're believing for God to send you a spouse in 2024, this could be the year. I don't believe you have to always go hunting or searching. I'm not necessarily against it, I believe, but I believe God can bring somebody to you. And so I look at these chapters in the Bible. Leviticus 24 is about loving what God loves. Uh, Deuteronomy 24 is about avoiding divorce and having a good marriage. These are all relevant things to what's going on in our society because 50% of the world and 50% of the church are getting divorced. We need to see what the Scripture has to say to educate us and to train us on some of these things. And so that's what I try to do. We look at Second uh, Chronicles 24. It's about being a finisher. Don't just start and not finish. Don't sign up and not show up. We talk about Job 24, being more positive. Look at all the things he went through, and he had to learn to be more positive. So this is a year we may have to learn to be more positive. Proverbs 24 gives us some great New Year's commitments. Isaiah 24 helps us to understand the importance of being a promise keeper and not just a promise maker. So we look at all these things, and whatever it says in that chapter is what we break it down and help you to understand what you can expect of God and what God expects of you throughout this year. What do you see happening coming up here in 2024? Well, there's a lot going on. One of the great things of the book that people always love is when I give you some fun facts about the number 24. And so we look at 24, we look at the Roman numeral, we talk about 24 in general, you know, whether it be different things, the Roman numeral. We look at uh, sports, the players uh, that uh, wore the number 24, and to be aware of those who are wearing the number 24, that could be the best, you know, career year of their, uh, you know, lives. We look at entertainment, we see – you know, different things, history, an interesting thing about history we always look at when it comes to the numbers is what amendment is the 24th Amendment? What was the 24th president? Um, It's kind of interesting whether you are voting for uh, Joe Biden or for uh, Donald Trump uh, in November. Most people don't know who the 24th president of the United States was. Uh, He was president from 1893 to 1897. It was Grover Cleveland. What they also may not know is that he was the 22nd and the 24th president of the United States. So he served two different terms, yet he had a break in between. So that sounds a little bit familiar that Donald Trump was the 45th president, had a break. He could end up being the 47th president. So we see the 24, um, you know, sort of connecting there. Um, you know, politically. And so all of these things we put in the book, we try to help people to understand, to be conscious, to be aware that different things are going to happen, different things are going to go on. We talk about different countries to watch for, different traits that we need to have in our life. We talk about different things that, you know, we need to make sure that we're on the lookout for because it's going to be an unusual year. Think about it. This is a leap year. This is an Olympic year, and it's an election year. So you have a massive amount of things going on, and I think that you're going to hear different things like one-of-a-kind, first time ever. You're going to hear things, and we always hear that, but look for this year to be a year when a lot of uncommon things are going to happen, and a lot of things are going to happen suddenly. Last night in Church Proof, I'm preaching the Word in our midweek Bible study, and we have an earthquake, 4.2 earthquake. Second 4.2 earthquake, by the way, you take 4.2 and invert it, it's 24. 
So it's right, the exactly. second 4.2 uh, earthquake we've had in the past three weeks. And so um, a lot of things are going on. A lot of things are happening. And in the book, I give you an idea of what to watch out for, what to look forward to, what to, uh, you know, maybe keep your eyes out on uh, – uh, on in the world so that you don't have to be caught off guard and you don't have to be an outsider looking in. Okay, I can respect that. And if you, you were talking about sports a little bit ago and entertainment, I'm heavily rooting for former Dodger Steve Garvey to beat Adam Schiff for the Senate. Well, I like Steve Garvey. I'm a Cub fan, and so uh, Steve Garvey gave us a great victory against the Padres back in the playoffs. Uh, he was a Dodger okay. and a Padre, um, but, uh, yeah, I like Steve Garvey. He's always seemed like a nice, respectful guy. We'll see. There's a lot of uh, candidates in that race. They just had a, 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 a little thing the other day where they got together and got to, you know, uh, have their – little speeches and things, and I like what he has to say. We'll see. We're not too far from that district, and so we definitely keep up on it here in our local news. Okay, I didn't know if Steve Garvey was in your district or not. No, he's not That's in our district, but he's really close. Okay. He's, 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 okay. he's in Anaheim area, um, more so Orange County than, than where I'm at in the Inland Empire. Okay. That's strange that he he played in L.A. and San Diego, and he's running in Anaheim. Yeah, right and in that's where he guess. lives. That's where a lot of those, a lot of those ball players live in the Anaheim area, Anaheim Hills. They live uh, over in that area, so uh, you know that's where he's at. So that's where he's running. Yeah, you don't hear many baseball players coming from Yucca Valley or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear But a lot of them come from California uh, That's for right. sure California, Florida, they're playing You know, 12 months a year out In uh, places like that Because the weather's so nice Well, I guess that explains Why you're in Rancho Cucamonga Well, listen It's 70 degrees There's snow on the mountains This weekend it's going to be in the 80s Still a lot of snow up in the mountains So it's really one of the most beautiful places Literally in all the world and so we just love it here. Yeah, here in Vegas, you might get your your two weeks of really cold, snowy weather. And then you might have pockets for a day or two. But as a whole, I think today was 64. And it's livable. Yeah, we're not too far off on the weather patterns, what's in Vegas and what's here in Southern California. Except in the summer, you guys get all that extra heat that we don't get where we're at here. Oh, I've been in Knott's Berry Farm where it was 101. <laughs> yeah, but it gets 115 or 20 out by you. <laughs> right. So what do you see as being the spiritual forecast for us in 2024? Well, one of the fun things that I do in the book is I break down the 50 states and the five regions. And uh, so, you know, where you're at in um, uh, Nevada, uh, it's the West region. So I include Alaska, California, Hawaii, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, um, Oregon, Utah, Washington, and Wyoming as part of the Western region. So I give you a little prayer. I give you a book of the Bible to read, a specific scripture, a state in there to watch, a major, major city, 
and then some key months that I think some things are going to go on. And so when we look at the United States as a whole, I think, uh, you know, this is going to be uh, an unusual year. It's going to be a unique year. You're going to hear that word uniqueness, um, you know, come out a lot. And so it's going to be a, a, a year that's going to determine a lot of things. This is a foundational year that's going to set us up for the next several years. So whatever goes on this year, whatever happens, is going to sort of establish a pattern moving forward. So we want to make sure that if we have bad patterns, we change those. If we have good patterns, we want to keep those. And so it's always a time at the beginning of the year to reset our lives and to check our hearts, to see where we're at, to see what needs to be done, what needs uh, to be added to our lives. And so I encourage people to take time to look at yourself. Start with you. And ask yourself, what do I need to do? Uh, what person do I want to be? What do I want to add to my life? And what do I want to uh, really have taken out of my life? And then take steps to move in that direction. When we reset our lives, what we do is um, we really give ourselves the opportunity to be set up for a greater level of success. And so my prayer for this year is that whether it's physically and you want to improve your physical, you want to improve your emotions, you want to improve your finances, you want to improve your profession, your job, uh, you want to uh, improve your relationships, whatever it is, that you finally do what you say you want to do. A lot of people talk it, not a lot of people put action to it. So we really need to put some verbs in our sentences, make sure people understand, get some action in our life and not just talk, and make sure we're heading in the direction to where we can produce true change in our lives quit talking it you want to lose weight then let this be the year you want to you know quit smoking let this be the year you want to go back to church let this be the year so whatever it is you know you be the deciding factor quit waiting for someone else to come along you do what you need to do and stir yourself up to head in that direction and then keep your commitment throughout this year no matter if you live in new york or you live in la make sure that you are doing what is necessary to bring true, good, positive change to your life here in 2024. Oh, I can definitely appreciate that. So uh, what I was going to ask here is, uh, and the, the question just, just floated out of me as I said that. Let me, uh, let me see if I can capture it in, in the ether here. So as, as far as uh, that that bothers me when I forget what I was just going to say, and it was just on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> that happens when you turn fifty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Uh, so that's bad. So anyway, uh, as far as let me let me just mention it. it. Well, it was it was related to that central bank digital currency. And the, the globalists, why do we give them so much of our existence? Because uh, it, it's like it's the 99% of the world versus like maybe 2,500 globalists and, and friends and family. So why do we give them that power when, in my opinion, they haven't earned it? Just because they have money doesn't mean that they own us. And that's part of the problem is that when you have the media leading the way, giving attention, paying attention, 
you're going to have a lot of things that are going to be focused on that the average person really doesn't even care about or even want to be a part of their life. But the media directs a lot of the things, whether it be radio, TV, papers, whatever it may be. You know, uh, we have peer pressure out there with people. Sometimes we think that just because somebody's successful, they know what they're talking about. They may have just gotten lucky, but we look at it as success. So people want to follow successful people. People want to, you know, watch the news and listen to some of these people that really they may be educated. They may have more degrees than a thermostat, but the bottom line is they're still educated fools and they're going to lead us down a wrong path. And we have to be careful that we don't fall into that deception. One of the things that I tell people, especially in 2024, is we got to be careful to be deceived, to be led down that wrong path, to be led uh, by the blind leading the blind. They don't know everything. They don't know what can happen. It comes to AI and stuff. We got to be careful with this stuff. Most of our cars now are already, uh, you know, uh, they already have a lot of this AI technology in it. My car decides it wants to stop. Sometimes uh, it hits the brakes for me, um, and I don't always like that, especially when there's nothing there. For, for it to stop for. There's nothing there. Clearly nothing there. But all this AI, I think it's going to be a problem that we're going to have to address. In 2024, I think there's going to be some things that end up going haywire because we're following things. We're going down a wrong path. We're going down a wrong direction. And sooner or later, our decisions are going to determine our destiny and it's going to catch up with us. Well, I'm just under the belief here, Pastor, that I, I don't think we're done yet. I, I just feel like, yeah, we're in the ditch. I, I think I think this, uh, and maybe I'm just naive, but I, I feel like this, this is definitely a learning lesson for us to get back on the right track because the, we don't have much further to go down before we're done. Yeah, there's definitely time left. I mean, we're not, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, the last, you know, hour but we're living in the last of the last days you see things begin to wind down you see biblical prophecy begin to come to pass you see these things happen before your very eyes in matthew 24 one of the things i talk about there is how jesus gave us 11 signs of the end times all of these signs are coming to pass when you look in matthew 24 you don't need to be a rocket scientist just read it for what it is take it for what it says you have unprecedented deception, wars and rumors of wars, division among nations, famines, diseases, earthquakes, not just in places like California, but unusual places. So you look at some of these things, all 11 of these signs that we read about in Matthew chapter 24 are happening right now. So we can't, you know, close our eyes and act like it's not happening. But that's why I still write these prophetic almanac books is because I believe there's time. I believe there's an opportunity to change. And I believe that there's hope, and that's why I want to get the message out about this book, to help people, to encourage them, bring a smile in their heart and their faces, bring joy to their heart, and help them to know there's still time to change. And let me, uh, let me just mention here, because like we know, bad is good, good is bad, etc. And just something that just flashed through my, my screen here, Seattle... Uh, Seattle agrees outside of court to play to pay Black Lives Matter writers a ten million dollar uh, lawsuit related to riots during the George Floyd era. So yeah, I have that's just bad being rewarded. Yeah, and that's part of the problem. You know, we see 
uh, in L.A. County, uh, which is one county over. It's where I actually live. It's less than a mile going into L.A. County. We have prosecutors who don't want to prosecute certain crimes. Um, you know, you can't mandate morality. You can't force people to change. But unless there's some kind of punishment that fits the crime, people are going to do it. If you see the news, I'm sure you've heard about it in Nevada. You heard about it in Vegas. You hear about it all over the world. What's going on here? People are ransacking these businesses, going in as a mob and taking all this stuff. And, you know, we're not even really doing anything. It, the pressure's being put on the prosecutor just now to do something. So now they're trying to get out there and do something. But when we don't penalize bad behavior, why would it stop? And we've done that for a long time, you know, uh, in America, where we reward the unfaithful. We reward uh, negative behavior. You know, so a kid does bad, and what do we do? We give them a lollipop. We give it to them what they want. Well, you do that as a kid, it's going to end up creating that same spirit in them as an adult. And so that's what needs to be changed. You know, before we look for change in America as a whole or with our politicians, we really need to have change in our homes with our parents. We need to have, you know, uh, good men. I think that's part of our problem in society is, you know, when there's been uh, a level, you know, for the man that, you know, we have sort of effeminated the man. Um, but I like my men to be masculine. I like my women to be feminine. We don't talk about that stuff because if we do, we're going to end up getting criticized. But we see that happening. We reward all kinds of bad things in America. You know, we uh, let kids go and get all the debt for their college. And what do we do? Uh, well, you know, we just cancel their debt. When somebody like me who's trying to pay their kids college off, you know, semester by semester, what reward is there for me? There's none. And so we have to be careful about heading down that direction. We've got to stand up and, and reward faithfulness, not reward unfaithfulness. Right. Uh, Mr. Jenkins, uh, do you mind, Pastor, if uh, if we grab a caller before the hour's up? Yeah, go ahead. That'd be fun. All right. And I don't know what time you have to go here, but uh, if if, if uh, this gentleman's a regular caller here, so if he has a few questions, I'm in no rush. Uh, just uh, if you've had enough, just let me know. Uh, otherwise, we'll, we'll let this continue here. So yeah, we I have can stay a gentleman with you for a named Bianchi longer. out of Louisiana. Thank you very much. You know, everyone has a solution, which is good, and they should work to put that solution in place, no matter who they are. There's enough problems to go around where everyone can have a plate full. You know, you mentioned about those stores being looted. A store owner has a right to protect his or her property. They're just not doing it. And citizens can come and assist them when a crime is being committed. And But you got these prosecutors that need to be kicked out, these judges that need to be kicked out, and send a message that you're not going to pit up with that stuff no longer. It's similar to what Texas is doing now, protecting its borders, the sovereign state of Texas, from the invasion that it perceived. Federal government has no business telling Texas it cannot protect its borders. I just want to put that out there. Oh, you know, you said that they're giving Black Lives Matters people a reparation. Well, what about those that's being held from January 6th? 
a protest that's been held in jail without habeas corpus, they should be receiving reparations also. It just gets me, uh, Pianchi, how uh, you can get a you can win a, a lawsuit uh, because you you were threatened with arrest or you, maybe you got arrested and spent a few days in jail as Black Lives Matter. But if but you went to, to jail and spent more time in jail if you if you went to work, if you owned a jewelry store and you were your own employee, you opened up that door, you're in trouble. But a flash mob could come in, break your windows, steal everything, and uh, that, that's quite okay. Nothing you can do about it. Well, Master, if you have anything on that, go, go for it. Yeah, that should be something you can do about it, but we're just not doing it. I listen to the pastor. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. You know, if we aren't having judges and prosecutors and people step up uh, here in California when they're looting these businesses, it's not just one or two. They got dozens of people going in. And, um, you know, a lot of times, like what we mentioned earlier, Proof, what you said, you know, we're ended up rewarding the people who are trying to defend um, or those, we're rewarding the looters instead of the people who are trying to defend themselves. We make them out to be the bad guy. And so, you know, a lot of times what we have to do, uh, you know, in society, again, we have to let it start with us. we got to make the change. If you don't like what you see as far as politically, we have a right to change that, and we ought to do our part to get involved in the change. It's one thing to talk about it, another thing to get involved and do it. Um, but, you know, America still the greatest country on the face of this earth. We do have our problems. And we want to see this change. We want to see the atmosphere be better. We want to see things improve, and we want to see things be different in a whole lot of areas. Will it happen overnight? No, we didn't get here overnight. But over time, one thing at a time, we can bring, I believe, some good, true, positive change. It just gets me, though, that uh, George Floyd has a holiday, Juneteenth, and they're talking about getting rid of Martin Luther King Day. Because uh, Martin Luther King was a registered Republican, and that doesn't fit with the Democrat narrative. I wish I was joking on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's amazing how some of these people bring stuff up and don't get laughed out, uh, you know, or, you know, get in trouble for saying something. So, yeah, it, you know, we have a lot of twisted things, a lot of twisted, uh, you know, thoughts and opinions, mindsets in America, and, uh, you know, we have to be the ones to stand up and, and, and speak up against this stuff. You know, too many times we are too afraid to get critical, criticized, we're too afraid to have somebody say something about us, and we have to be willing to speak up and speak out. There's probably more for us than against us, but because we don't speak out, the minority ends up getting all the attention. Right, exactly. So uh, the thing is, is that most people, I think, do side with us, but they're afraid of, of being canceled or somebody won't like what they're thinking, so they just shut up and don't say anything. And if they see yeah. something, they definitely don't say something. They just let it go. Right. And they're thinking in their head, as long as they don't ask me anything, or I'll comply with this as long as I can buy X, then I'll put whatever I need to put on my face I'll put whatever I need to have into my arm and not question because I really want to go to the ball game. Right. And that's the problem. We get, we're allowing peer pressure to cause us to sit there in silence. You know, there used to be the saying silence is golden. 
Uh, well, not really anymore. We need to begin to speak up and speak out. There's probably more people that are going to agree with us than disagree with us, but because we're afraid to say something, because we're trying to please people, we end up getting ourselves into a situation where, you know, we're getting shut down. You know, we're getting uh, intimidated by these groups and by these people, and it's hurting us, and it's creating a society that is only – um, you know, becoming worse. The Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Well, there's sure a lot of leaven going on here in America, and you can see it every single day. Right. Uh, Pianchi, you have anything else for, for our nice gentleman here? No, I've, I've heard. I just tuned in, but uh, no, there. I, I think there's a couple of things that can be done. And if they don't work, then there's the third solution that people don't want to hear. But uh, you got the ballot still. You got the Article 5 for the Convention of States for amending the U.S. Constitution. Then if that doesn't work, I think what's going to happen, the state's going to draw their lines. Uh, They're going to draw their lines and say that we're not going to do it, which they have a right to do so, especially to these courts. These courts are overstepping the bounds, Supreme Court, uh, you don't make laws. Federal courts, you don't make laws. You just give opinions. And states don't have to abide by it. You have no enforcement powers. What are you going to do? Well, we're definitely headed, you know, to where, you know, you're going to have individual states have, you know, separate laws from the national laws. You already see that happening now. And so you see this going on. I'm not sure that's such a good solution. Um, you know, we are the United States of America, but, you know, it is what it is. Even the Bible says, you know, we're headed towards that day when the cup of iniquity is going to be full. I don't know how much more full that cup of iniquity could be because you see every single day. All you got to do is watch five minutes of the news and see the craziness that's going on in this world. And so you are definitely headed towards that, you know, to where each and every, uh, you know, state is going to sort of be independent one of another. And, uh you know, I'm not sure that's going to help our society. I'm really not. Well, what you have is United countries. Each state is its own sovereign country slash state. And that's the way it is. It has the power. That's where the federal government gets its powers from the state. And the state legislatures get their power from the people themselves. A state legislature has the power to call their congressman or the U.S. senator to the floor, to the floor and read them the riot act. Each congressperson is elected from a district which consists of several or more state districts. So the people in those state districts are the ones that send that congressperson off to the to, to Washington D.C. and they should be right. able to call. I'm for and the- I'm for Congress people being paid by the states that they represent rather than going to Washington and getting involved in the big money pots. And here's the problem with that. You have people who only get involved in politics when it's election day. Many people don't, you know, care. They move on with their lives after the election day. If we had more people who were involved, more people who cared, and more people who held some of these elected officials accountable, I think we could have a better society. But the problem is they can get away with highway robbery, and nobody holds them accountable for some of the things that they do or are involved in. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's quite reminiscent, I guess, of the people that are, that go to church on Christmas Eve, and that's it. 
<laughs> yes, it is. Christmas and Easter. So, uh, Pastor, let me ask you, where where can people find out more about your books? And, and uh, are your books on Amazon or any other place other than your website? Yeah, you can go to Amazon. You can download it on ebook Kindle. You can go to eBay. Uh, you can go to Walmart.com. Walmart has picked up all of our books. You can go to Barnes & Noble. Anywhere places uh, books are sold, you can get the book. Probably the best place to go to would be PastorBillJenkins.org. PastorBillJenkins.org uh, is really your one-stop shop. So all 20 of my books are there. We have podcasts available every single day. And then I have something that I call The Minute That Matters. It's a one-minute video devotional um, just to give you a little prophetic word, a little encouragement every single day, Monday through Friday. Some radio stations pick it up and put it in as a little filler. But it's a great way. So any of the social media uh uh, sites you can go and get me facebook twitter linkedin instagram tiktok youtube we're all out there and so you can go check us out if you don't know how to find us on the individual websites pastor bill jenkins is the place to go to you hit the little icon to take you there so whether it be a book or whether it be a podcast or a little minute that matters um you know any information that you want can be discovered there pastorbilljenkins.org no, I'd be interested in picking up that one minute uh, during my show sometime. I'd have to, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have to talk with uh, with your with your help and and see how I can add that to our programming. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, we'd love to do it. It's just a minute, you know. I got to keep it short and sweet. I feel better. I love preaching forty five minutes on a Sunday, but I get more good response when I do a minute. So I don't really like that as a preacher, but it is what it is. And that little minute that matters is a good little nugget. It's just a short little thing. We get to the meat and bones of it. It's where the rubber meets the road. And we give you just a good little thing to either start your day, get through your day, or end your day. Just a good little encouraging nugget for your day. Well, with us, it sounds like we'd be ending the day uh, because I'm I'm on 6 to 9 on the West Coast. But I'd definitely be interested. So uh, the website, PastorBillJenkins.org, you said? Yes, PastorBillJenkins.org. Okay. Uh, anything else before we ride off in the sunset here? I, I know that I, to, I told uh, your assistant we'd have you for 45 minutes, and I don't want to overstay my welcome with you here. Well, listen, we appreciate you having us, and, uh, you know, just uh, uh, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, go out there and get this book, PastorBillJenkins.org, Amazon. It's available, and I think it's going to help people to really establish a good foundation to have a successful year. This could be the best year of your life here in 2024, but do your part. Make sure you're cooperating with the Lord and allow this to be one of the best years of your life. All right. Thank you so much, and I, I'd like to have you back again. I'll, I'll see if uh, either myself or, or one of my assistants can reach out, and, and I'd like to see if we can have you again within the next 30 to 45 days. Sounds good. Love to be with you, Bruce. Thanks again. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, Bianchi, you right. can stick around, obviously. You know you know the rules around here. So I'm going to just take a quick time out, and I'll see if my co-host, Kimo, is, is back yet. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. So we'll be right back. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, 
an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. That's right. The Jokers and Jesters Comedy Tour is back on the road. We are currently promoting our second Amazon Prime special, Jokers and Jesters, the next special. We will be touring small towns across this great country of ours. So for our tour date, follow us on Facebook at Jokers and Jester Comedy Tour or at our website, jokersandjester.com. It's a great night of music, laughter, and magic. Don't miss us as we come to a small town near you. Collectively Rewilding is an online forum for learning, sharing, and teaching the skills needed to enhance our experience in the natural world. We're looking for the best mentors, guides, and instructors who can teach a variety of natural skill sets. If you've got something to share, we have the platform to help you make a difference for free. If you are more interested in learning and expanding your abilities in nature, please join us as a member to explore the world of rewilding. Join us at www.collectivelyrewilding.com today. I'm Diana from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Ross and myself every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we deliver the truth about what's really going on in the world. You don't want to miss our shows. See you then. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. following message is sponsored by Truth. Are you or someone you know suffering from shapeism? Shapeism is a debilitating disorder which affects a person's entire worldview and is characterized by ignorance, denial, abandonment of basic morals and values. An unwillingness to think critically about things read or heard by mainstream media is a strong sign that you have been affected. Fortunately, shapeism is treatable in many cases. Treatment may include, but is not limited to, training to help the patient understand that truth is being intentionally withheld, help in understanding that assumptions and speculations do not qualify as evidence for truth. Living with shapeism is frustrating. Thankfully, there's hope for those suffering this debilitating condition. If you or someone you know is dealing with sheepalism, please contact your local truth movement for treatment. They're standing by to help you now. And remember, you're not alone. Side effects of treatment may or may not include short and suppressed migraines, anaphylactic shock, and a worsening heart attack. See your support specialist for details. Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on FreedomizerRadio.com. <laughs> Thank you. 
hour number two. Uh, actually, we're pretty close to the halfway mark of the show tonight. Uh, so, Bianchi uh, held over from the, the break. Uh, Kimo, our co-host, is back. And uh, if you guys want to be a part of the show out there in Radio Land, the number is 319-527-6208. Press lucky number one. We'll bring you on. And uh, gentlemen, uh, have at it. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, no, I'll just do <laughs> No, I had to step away from a little bit, but at the same time, I was also listening to the good pastor while you were speaking to him, and I didn't want to interrupt because, you know, he was speaking a lot of truth, but I wanted to hear exactly what he was saying. And right. However, you know, he, he preaches from the worst place in the country. You know, it's literally he's preaching the word of God from the fiery pits of hell in California. <laughs> Well, Rancho Cucamonga actually is one of the few red cities there in Southern California. I mean, they are they are extremely red. That's true, but everything else is blue around him, so. Right. But, hey, sometimes you got to fight the enemy from within, so I get that. Exactly. Uh, Bianca, are you still here? What do you say, Truth? No, I was just asking if you still had your ears on. That's all. Yeah, they still on. They just about done petrified right about now at my age. But no. All uh, all of us are are over 50, so uh, we're all in it together. Yeah, you look at uh, Washington State and see what this legislature, you have to ask yourself, where in the world do these people come from? And some of the legislation that comes out of that state, what are they going? How are they going to give Black Lives Matter? Are they going to give them? I forget what amount you say, ten million dollars or something like that. Ten million, well, right? That is, that is really. I, I didn't even know Black Lives Matter uh, is still. Uh, they're not the same strong arm that they were three years ago. Well, no, they was used as a weapon three years ago. Right. Just like you got these prosecutors from Fannie Willis to Bragg, they used as weapons because of the color of their skin. And when they're done with them, they're going to throw them under the bus. And well, see, that's where Fannie Willis is at right now. She's, uh, yeah, she fell on the street. The bus is coming, and they're they're not going to pull her out of the street. Yeah. And see, they're able to get a foothold because – People are scared to be called racist. She can go to ch- to a congregation in that church, and that's all she expels: white supremacist, racist, this, that, that, to the congregation, because she knows that they have an ear for that. That's a black church, so that's how the. And now I see you know things are starting to fight back because it's, it's completely nonsense. You know, people was allowing things to happen because of sentimental reasons. But, you know, those sentimental reasons, you put your guard down. We've been putting our guard down for sentimental reasons for probably a decade or more, and look at where it has gotten you. You've been ran over. Right. And uh, I just uh, – I, I think at this point, Fannie Willis has ran her course. But 
what happens after that guy uh, was able to show the court that he was able to manipulate the vote just using a pen? Well, you know, the thing about that, you still got demonic media. You post that on Facebook, they restrict you for a day or two. That, in fact, is where a lot of evil exists. A lot of anti-American, anti-Constitution exists is in these social medias. And, of course, your mainstream media, MSNBC, CNN, uh, with uh, Joy Reid, you got uh, Maddox, you got that other guy, I can't think of his name, the black man. They put this narrative out there that sounds exciting. They have the airways and that there is a problem. Kimo, if you want to jump in, go for it. Uh, I know we haven't heard from you much today. Yeah. Oh, I'm just listening to Bianchi talk, so... For a moment, I'm still getting something loaded up that I wanted to play for you guys, you know, during the show. But okay, so uh, so 25 states have now sent troops to uh, to the Texas border, as in national that's guard. A, that's a good thing. And then, uh, if Joe Biden tried to strong on those National Guards because he can, then we should have a state militia that takes their place if they are forced to leave. And he has no control over them. Those people have a right to protect themselves from what they perceive to be an invasion. And, you know, we have to say this over and over again. You believe you wouldn't believe people don't understand how all this stuff works. It's a lot I guess probably 95% of the population don't even understand how all this works. They really don't. So do you think any of these Democrat states are going to send troops? I don't think uh, you know, Mexico will. You? <laughs> Sorry, no, I couldn't hear don't. either one of you. Oh, we were actually talking at the same time. Um, yeah, I highly doubt it. I mean, they're probably going to need them as it is for, you know, all the sanctuary, you know, protecting all the sanctuary cities that they allowed everybody into. Well, to me, New York State can't complain about all these illegals coming there if they're not going to throw any of their border people or their National Guard down there. Exactly. They welcomed them in, you know. But the the only state, in my opinion, that gets a, a free pass is Arizona because they're doing the same thing, but in their in their state. So I get that they they don't that they they're the only ones that, in my opinion, don't have to send troops. Yeah, I was gonna say I agree with that one because they're fighting the same fight there as they are in Texas and right. pretty much New Mexico. And, you know. Well, New Mexico, they don't care. They're still saying bring them in. Remember, though, you have yeah. the same governor that wanted to ban guns there. So, um, and she didn't care how unconstitutional it was. Uh, she was going to do it until the, the sheriff said they're not enforcing it. 
But come on in, illegals. Well, that just stretches our border a little bit differently then, does it? Because Arizona can sit there and protect their border from Arizona and Mexico, and then Arizona and New Mexico. Texas can do the same thing. And we can pretty much border, Colorado can border the top of New Mexico. Yeah, I'm surprised Colorado's not sending troops, but uh, obviously they don't have enough illegals in Denver yet. They were talking about it, but I didn't hear exactly what they were going to do yet. Yeah, I'm going to I didn't realize we were playing the Hodge Twins. Yeah, I was gonna. The, one of the things they wanted to play tonight was actually two different things for the Hodge Twins tonight. And uh, Donkey, you have anything uh, before before we, we turn the reins over to Chemo for a minute? No, go ahead. I'm interested to see what he's got going. Okay, this is. Um, naturally, the Hodge twins. We all like the Hodge twins. You know, Keith and Kyle are great people. Uh, also, Vegas residents, might I add. <laughs> I didn't know they live here. I've never heard of them yeah, or seen them here. Oh, yeah. They live actually. Uh, uh, I can't really give the description description to where they live, but it's in between um, casinos and Hooterville. You know what Hooterville is. Uh, I want to say it's like Industrial Road. We'll just say the valley is very green. (laughs) Okay, got it. Okay, got it. Yeah. (laughs) But this was one of the things that struck me funny earlier today, too, was uh, a thing they did about Nikki Haley says this country has never been a racist country. Damn good show, Keith. Damn good show. Nikki Haley. Nah, I don't think she's Republican. I think she's deep state. I think she's one of these swamp creatures. Well, she's fooled a lot of people. She was uh, governor of South Carolina at one point. Yeah. She was a part of Trump's administration, yeah. She's been infiltrated. What? Somebody's got some pictures of her on Epstein's Island or something. Because the things coming out of my mouth don't sound very Republican to me. Yeah. It's up to the parents when it comes to... So you saying she's been, um, she's been, uh, what's the word? Compromised. That's the word I was looking for. Compromised. She's been compromised. She's got something that could ruin her reputation. Well, she, after, um, she got interviewed or whatever, she said that this country has never been systemic racist. I'm like, well, it's true. as a Republican, why would you say that? Well, it's got some truth behind that. What the hell are you talking about? When she said this country has never been systemically racist, there's some truth behind that. To white people, it's never been systemically racist. So from her point of view, her being a person of color who looks white, she's probably never experienced racism. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to point out here is she's selfish. She only thinks about herself. She can care less about these Negroes out here. But she doubled down. She would. She had a CNN town yeah. hall. She doubled down on that. She's statement. talking about her and white people. <laughs> she ain't talking about black people. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn how to read between the lines. <laughs> because the thing she said, there's some truth 
right? There's some truth, right? But we already got this stigma around Republicans that we're racist and we're out of touch with. Uh, well, that's because we are. <laughs> hey, let's go to the end. Uh, but let me say this: we right. are out of touch, right? We do want to whitewash um, racism. What? Nikki Haley is proving that. This country's never been systemically racist. <laughs> For who? White people. That's who, she, that's who she's representing, white people. Okay, let's go to the video, Kim. She had a CNN town hall. Hey, Kim, stop touching me. You about a comment you made earlier this week. You said that America has, quote, never been a racist country. When you look at, you know, the Declaration of Independence, it was that you know, men are created equal. But what I look at it as is I was a brown girl that grew up in a small rural town. We had plenty of racism that we had to deal with. But my parents never said we lived in a racist country. And I'm so thankful they didn't. Because for every brown and black child out there, if you tell them they live or were born in a racist country, you're immediately telling them they don't have a chance. And my parents would always say, you may have challenges. And yes, there will be people who are racist, but that doesn't define what you can do in this country. You're talking about the ideals of America. <laughs> but America was founded institutionally on many racist precepts, including slavery. But when you look at said all men are created equal, I think the intent the intent was to do the right thing. Now, did they have to go fix it along the way? Yes, but I don't think the intent was ever that we were going to be a racist country. The intent was everybody was going to be created equally. And as we went through time, they fixed the things that were not all men are created equal. They made sure women became equal, too. All of these things happen over time. But I refuse to believe that the premise of when they formed our country was based on the fact that it was a racist country to start with. Bitch, if this country has never been racist, <laughs> what was the whole point of the damn civil rights era? Well, how the, 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 what, do you, what do you call it? The civil act of uh, civil liberties or some shit. <laughs> the civil rights era. <laughs> what the hell was the whole purpose of that act? Why, why did Do Dr. Martin Luther King die? Was that just gang violence? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you, why is this the heel to down, especially if you're a Republican? It's like, hey, let me do some talking. I'm going to tell you why. Why? I'm going to tell you why. They're playing to the base. All right? Now, follow me. That's the base of the Republican no, Party. follow me on this one, man. That's scary. I'm playing That's the chess. you playing chess. They're speaking that constituents. Majority of Republicans are white. I hate to break it to you, but that's a fact. It's okay to acknowledge the, the evil yeah, of okay, the past. But it hurts Republicans when they admit that. Why? They was the one that freed the slaves. Because they don't, they don't have a good answer. No. You hear how stupid her answer was? As a, I'm going to tell you like this. Let me say something. No, no, let me finish before I forget. I'm going I'm to forget. Look, diversity is a strength for Democrats. It's a weakness for us. If they play, if Republicans play to their weaknesses, they're going to lose their base. No, you, if you strengthen lose their base. Hey, Kevin, let me say something. If you strengthen Did you hear what I just said? I heard what you said. Let what me say what I'm going to say. Repeat what I just said. I'm not repeating a goddamn thing you just said. Dude, I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. Shut the I'm going to say what I'm going to say now. The first thing is... Kevin, let me say something. I just want to reiterate. I don't need to say this shit again. If Republicans start 
strengthening their weaknesses. Well, it wouldn't be a weakness. So all she had to do is like, yeah, this country was once racist, but the North, who they don't reform the Republican Party, freed the slaves. The first uh, senators in the uh, Congress was African. They were Negroes because of the Republicans. And the Confederacy was the Democrats. Why don't you do that? Just why lie about it? Who founded? Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just. I, I, that's why I keep. That's God's honest truth. It's a weakness of ours. You know what's crazy? But Vic could have got up there and said that and answered that question and said it and answered the way I answered it. You know what the Republicans saying? He's too slick. I don't trust him. <laughs> he 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 pre-planned that answer. When when y'all hear white people, white Republicans say that, I, they told me that shit right in public. You know what they're saying to you and to me? What? That all black people think alike. All people of color think the same. We ain't worth shit. No matter what we say or do, that's pretty much what they're saying. That is crazy. He's too slick. He's got our answer for everything. But see, let me reiterate what I just said. That's the weakness of the Republican Party. We lack diversity. It's a strength for the Democrats because they... Why? Because they're making a strength. Huh? Yeah. Because they're making a strength. We couldn't leverage black people for voting. <laughs> well, Republicans the Republicans never know. figured it out. Never. They never figured it out. You see what I'm saying, right? It's our weakness. It shouldn't be a weakness. It's an easy fix. Maybe they think to get votes, they have to say certain things for white people to vote for them. To galvanize white people to, to say that. Yeah. So to galvanize white voters, you got to say that. Yep. This country has never been systemic race. Yep. Why else would he say it? The only reason why else they would say that is because maybe they're stupid. But I don't think they're stupid. I think they're trying, when a politician opens their mouth, the, 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 their goal is to get votes. It's not necessarily to spread truth. It's to get votes. That's a dumb thing to say, what yeah. she said. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. You know why? Because we Negroes. But white people will have a totally different perspective, Keith. Totally different perspective. Yeah, I know. You know why? Why? Because they've never been Negroes. <laughs> like, she's a person of color, but being black and being uh, well, she's Indian, really... Asian, is totally different. Yeah. Totally different. I, I kind of understand black people's argument that, no, nah, I ain't going to say, I ain't going to no. No, you can never agree with those Negroes. I ain't gonna say. Who's your base? Who's your base? Your white. Well, Kevin, the, the Republican base cannot be for what she said. Well, you know what? What will prove me wrong is if Trump... Put in the comments. I want to hear from straight from white America. I'm over here talking. Put in the comments. Hey, if y'all agree with Nick and Haley, this has never been a systemically racist country or a racist country. I think what you see in those comments is going to break your heart. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna stomp on your heart. It's gonna tear your heart out, and they're gonna stomp on it. White people have a different perspective, man, and they're trying to get a vote. There are, uh, I used to think Nikki Haley was white. I did too. I didn't know she was a person of color. I thought she was a white woman with a tan. <laughs> I used to thought Trump was an Indian. <laughs> what? That was a joke. Oh, I get it. Get it? Nigga, on. Oh, he needed some feathers. <laughs> I, but this, this, this hurts the Republican Party. Yeah. It really does. But diversity is either a, a strength of yours or it's a weakness. It's need a weakness of the Republican Party. How many Negroes is Republicans is in all? I can count them on three fingers, I think. <laughs> on three fingers. Yeah. That's more than that, Kevin. Carol. That's all kinds of Negroes. Yeah, on the Democrat side. No, I'm talking about Republicans. Well, you got Tim Scott. Yeah. Well, who else you got? Got Byron, uh, Byron Donalds. You got him. That's two. 
What else you got? Gotta be some more. Yeah, it's probably some. You know what? I throw two in just for good measure. <laughs> That's no, it's be throws. No, it's gotta be more than that. We got Tim Scott. That's it. Tim Scott and Byron Donalds up in uh That's it. That's gotta be more than that. You know what I mean? Representatives in Congress and in the Senate. And that's all you can you, that comes off that's of your, we, we, uh, see, we look, They didn't vote for Herschel's black ass. That boy so could run, too. Y'all still didn't vote for that nigga. <laughs> nigga scored all kinds of touchdowns. Hey, Keith, Keith, just admit it. White people have a totally different perspective. Of no, it's got to be more than two. Uh, that's that's that it, Keith. That's it. That's all we got. That's the Republicans. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's kind of sad because the Republican Party started off with the first 12 black uh, senators were black. Yeah, but Republicans. The first 12 black senators were black and the Republicans? Yeah. Man, what happened? Maybe they did switch sides. <laughs> that was a damn good show. Yeah, man, but that's a, that's a damn good show. Shut up. Hey, Keith, Keith. Trump can change all this. We need a leader. We need a line to change these damn white people's views. What he needs, a black vice president? He needs he needs Tim Scott or Vivek. We need to start putting black people as faces of the Republican Party. If we don't do that. Because we're seen as unicorns. Yeah, if they don't do that, the Republican Party don't make the initiative and make that their prime objective, uh, this country, your grandkids are fucked. So I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't start getting uh, uh, more black people in the Republican Party, just people of color. Your grandkids, not my grandkids, they black, they're going to be camouflaged, they're going to be cut, but your white grandkids, they are so fucked. <laughs> Trump can change it with uh, his vice VP. Yeah, whatever. All right, sorry about that part of the language on that, but All right, well, Are you there? welcome back, I guess. Uh, one of the people they were forgetting was Ben Carson when he was trying to remember who you know who was you know, black in Congress, but. Well, you well, ben know. Carson was never a congressman. He was a doctor. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't agree with what they're saying. It's just like you got this going on where you create these all black voting districts. The courts are wrong with it. First, the federal court have no jurisdiction with the district formation of a state legislature. That's another thing they get away with. But to create an all-black district is tantamount to segregation. They're pretending like all blacks should vote the same. And when you look at these lines that they draw up to create these districts, they look like a wet noodle. And it's really a misjustice because a black U.S. citizen has the right to move and live where they want and not be hampered by a district line drawn that comes down the street and switches over to their house and encompasses them and continues on down the street until they come to another black household. It's 
skipping over everybody else. So what is that going to end up? You're going to end up with a segregated district. And if you have a segregated district, what does that give you? You have segregated schools. And what happens when you have segregated schools? Well, here comes the naysayer saying that the schools need to be integrated. Then what? Well, you either got to bus white kids in or black or bus the black kids out to the white segregated white district. You see how ridiculous this stuff sounds? It sounds so ridiculous to me that yesterday I went to the voters registration office and I changed my demographics on my voters record to other. That way no judge can use my data to substantiate their reasons that we need to have a separate black district because you got all these well now you can't tell what color my skin is. And I would recommend others do the same. No, in a way I do agree with that because you know, um I always thought that, you know, on voter registrations and stuff where it was like, you know, origin or race. I never thought that should have been a question or to answer at all. Well, no, it shouldn't. The whole idea was that the whole idea was that blacks should be able to vote. Now they want to say that they should only vote for Democrats. I mean, that's a, and that is an insult for people to look at you because of the color of your skin and make a determinative that you are a Democrat. That is totally ridiculous. That Actually, that's racism. And here's another thing. Until we start looking throughout the history and labeling races also having black skin, then things is never going to get the way they should be because racism has no respect for skin color. Racism is an act, an act that another person does to deny a U.S. citizen of their civil rights as being a U.S. citizen. It don't matter what color your skin is. What's going on to Donald Trump is racism. It's strictly racism. Yes, it was a black person. If Donald Trump's skin changed, then they would call, oh, it's racism against this black person. No, what's going on against Donald Trump is racism. And it needs to be called racism. That's why I always think the funny thing is, you know, over the last election, the Democrats wanted some, you know, someone of complete diversity. You know, everybody's always talking about diversity, diversity this, diversity that, you know. Yet they voted in the oldest white guy in the country. They, they were just well, following that over and over and over again. Joe Biden is being used. They must have something on it. The only thing I can say. I like Joe Biden back in the early part of his tenure. He was a racist then. I liked it back then because he let you know what he was about. And his policies was ratchet too. 
I voted for Donald Trump because of his policies. I don't care if he grabbed some woman by the pussy. I'm glad he didn't grab some dude by the balls. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I always thought. That was the reason why I voted for Trump in the first place was the fact that I was tired of politicians in the White House. It was tired of career politicians in the White House. I believe with all the financial issues and everything else that were happening at the time in 2016, we needed a president that was a businessman and a leader. And that's why when I listened to everything Trump had to offer, I was like, all right, I voted for him. And for three and a half years, he did an excellent job, no matter what they tried to throw at him. Well, you got several things going on there. Yes, he's done an excellent job. But you got a faction that wants to have a one world. And Trump is against that. He was standing in the way. Then you had another faction. You know, you're absolutely right. I'm tired of lawyers being politicians. You want someone who's going to bring prosperity to the country, just like a U.S. senator is supposed to bring prosperity to the state they represent. But they don't do that. They don't operate that way. So, no, you got a lot of things going on in this country. You got these movements, these identified promotions. Diversity should be based on merit, not skin color which is too often the determinative. Look at that one school district there in Minnesota. I think it was in Minneapolis, said that they were going to lay off white teachers with more seniority and keep black teachers with less seniority. That's totally ridiculous. What are they trying to prove? What the hell are they trying to prove? That's normally considered racist. It is racist. Well, why don't people call it for what it is? Hell, you had big-time black slaveholders in this country. Nobody never mentioned them. I think it does them a misjustice. You're trying to write them out of history. Any other time you would do what? That would be racist. Yeah, I've told people that quite a few times there's a lot of people that found me crazy because uh, I tried to explain to them. It's like, do you know how many black slave owners there really were back then? There were actually a lot of them. Yes, they were the business. Like, oh, no, there's no such thing. It was all white people that had slaves. It's like, you're wrong. <laughs> well, then you have to ask them, well, what country did they come from? What countries did they come from? They come from countries where 99.9% of all the people have black skin. And they were not, and slavery was not something unfamiliar to them. What? We can make make a fortune selling off our own kind? Oh, let me get them on boats and bring them over to the United States for you. Well, a lot of them we've gotten rid of because of the crime. A happy little plot of land, good enough money. 
a lot of them was gotten rid of because of the crimes that they done to other tribes, and they couldn't pay restitution. Well, if you can't pay restitution, then they're going to collect the money one way or the other, so they sold them off and applied that money that they received toward the cost, that they, the damages that they done. See, to the same respect, that's the same thing the cartels are doing in Mexico. Well, it's the same thing that happened to you when they repossess your car, isn't it? Yeah. What do they do when they repossess your car? It goes on the bank lock and they sell it. Yeah. And see, that's what a lot of people have really had thought that haven't um, haven't called it what it really is, too. You know, because everybody always says, "Oh, it's the cartels are just bringing people over and stuff." Well, yeah. Black people brought black people over, too. You know, and they called them slavery. Why the heck can't we call what the cartels are doing slavery? Because that's exactly what it is. They're well, still yeah, selling they're their over, people. If they're coming over for, for a host of particular reasons, you never know. Some some uh, father might have owned, uh, owed somebody some money, and they say, well, take my child and work them. That's what that's what they call pawning. That that action was called pawning. When you gave a member of your family up to someone that you owed a debt to so that they could work off the debt to the person you owed, that was called pawning. There was at least five different forms of slavery. Pawning, chattel, servitude, in those Do you really countries. think two million illegals in the last year are being pawned? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. But I tell you one thing, they shouldn't be coming uh they shouldn't be let through that border. They should if they're running, they should have went to the adjacent country. Right next to where they are and and sought refuge in the embassy. The United States have embassies all over the place. If they come here to the United States illegally, if they have problems, suppose they have problems. Suppose they have legal problems. Suppose somebody from Guatemala come to the U.S. and they have legal problems. Where do they go to seek assistance? From Guatemala. They come here to the U.S. and they have legal problems. Where do they go to seek assistance? Do you know? Technically, most of them would go to, to New York because a lot of the different embassies and stuff for other countries are in, in, in New York and Los Angeles. They go to the Guatemala Embassy. Yep. You know why? Because they are under the jurisdiction of Guatemala. That's why the 14th Amendment don't apply to their kids that's born here. If a person is traveling from Spain to Mexico and they do a layover in Atlanta, if they have a baby in Atlanta while on the layover, that baby is not a U.S. citizen.
Yeah, but the loophole states that, you know, technically for a while the loophole stated that they were. But within the last few years, it was changed to the point where to the exact same thing. It was like, well, that baby could have dual citizenship, but their parents still aren't legally here. Therefore, they still need to be raised in what country their parents were from or were living at at the time. That baby is under the jurisdiction, in that particular case, Spain. Yep. That parent. That parent, parent is under the jurisdiction of Spain. If something happened to that parent while they're here, then the Spanish government, or the government of Spain, I'm saying Spanish as a language, the government of Spain would do some inquiries. What about the time when you had the Chinese, I think he was crawling through a window of somebody's house, where the Chinese government got involved in that because he was a Chinese citizen. These people make things so, and you'd be surprised. These people you vote for these congressional positions, they are dumb as a box of rocks. Someone was talking about one that was running or already elected was against Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution, which allows the amendment of the Constitution by two ways, one by Congress and the other way by the states. And when it's done by the states, Congress, the courts, nor the president can interfere. So how is it that you swear an oath to defend the U.S. Constitution when you are openly saying you are against Article 5, which is a part of the U.S. Constitution? How do you defend the whole? So when time comes to defend it, what you going to do, open it up and tear out that page and throw it away? It won't. Well, even according to Nikki Haley, that's what she's kind of trying to do. Just by trying to play the race card with everything. Well, I think Nikki Haley is just don't know. She's a product, and it reveals in her answers on a lot of things based on her upbringing. But you got somebody like Fannie Willis, she used the damn race card in everything when she gets into trouble, just like Cori Bush. She used white supremacy, the race card, quote-unquote, in just about every other sentence she spew out of her mouth. <laughs> so this stuff about all black people supposed to vote Democrat is a bunch of hogwash. That's what it is. But why do so many people believe vote? it, though? That's the question. I don't. I think because they've been taught that proof. Because you know one of like, the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say one of the key elements of who, what political party that you, you choose because of their policies, is your economic well-being in the United States and your educational attainment. Heck, if you are well-educated in the, say, STEM field and high demand and high wage and high salary, you're not going to be voting for somebody who proposes 
raising minimum wage from $15 to $20. Mm-hmm. That ain't no interest to you. Your interest falls along other lines. For one reason, for one thing, taxes. Everybody that's working minimum wage say that the rich don't pay enough. Well, it should be just one tax rate that apply to everyone. Just because you work hard, now you can sell your skills based on the merits and get more money. So you mean to tell me you need to be penalized? Well, if that's the case, what's the use of even going through all the motions and attempts to get yourself at that position? Why would you? Why, why did you let people, students, take out loans, astronomical amounts, for a degree that can't earn enough money in the profession? a job, to pay off the loan. It don't make sense. Because that's the gimmick of the university institution as a whole in general. How you going to go be a psychologist, get a degree in psychology, and and, and accumulate over $100,000 in student loans? And then another thing, why come you can't graduate in four years? Well, because the elementary school, the public school that you're coming from, and I ain't blaming the student now. Don't get me wrong. They don't prepare the student. They don't prepare the student for the rigors of obtaining a degree. I mean, that's quite natural. You look at your historical black colleges, and I guess others too, you only have five at any given point in time that has a graduation rate above 50% in six years. Well, what did that tell you? Well, if it takes you six years to get out, that means you're going to have to pay 50% more in tuition for those extra two years. And then, just like everybody else, you're perpetually in debt for education. Well, it's not everybody because you got some people out there that sacrifice to pay their own child's way. I know some people that say that my child's not going to public school if I got to work three jobs. I don't like to talk about myself, but my my last sibling double majored in five years. One degree was engineering. He didn't attain no student loans. And there's a lot of them out there that does that. You don't hear anything about them. There's always the George Floyds. There's always these Trayvon Martins. I was just going to say that. There's always these other ones out there. That blatantly, Rodney King. Yeah, you know, blatantly breaking the law. Yeah. And maybe it's best. That is like that. I don't know. But these other these kids work their butts off. You got a lot of black kids that work their butt off. You got kids that's thirty years old, got thirty patents already. And working for some of your major corporations, especially the NASA scientists, biologists, marine biologists, 
in the STEM field. They worked hard. These kids stay in the library till 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning working hard. They get no acclaim, no accolades whatsoever. Hey, I'll now tell you somebody that, here. I don't I don't know if you know Pianchi. Do you know who the the richest person is that that ever played the NBA basketball? It's not Michael Jordan. Who is it? Junior Bridgman. I don't know if you've heard that name. He, well, yeah, he's an automobile manufacturer and coming out of uh, Detroit. No, he Junior Bridgman. He uh, he he played with the Milwaukee Bucks for ten years, and then when he got done, he bought a Wendy's. He actually worked there almost day and night every day so he could learn the product, and then he bought multiple locations, and then eventually he earned enough money that he became a stakeholder in Coca Cola, and now he is one of the largest shareholders of Coca Cola. He's well worth over a billion dollars. Yeah, and the name Bridgman, there is a Bridgman out of Detroit that provides. That's the ty- no, that's Bridgestone. Never mind. I was thinking of something else. But yeah, yeah. Junior Bridgman. Uh, yeah, he's a billionaire that nobody knows about because he, uh, after he had a decent NBA career, uh, th- that that's when he really started learning. Well, a lot of look at Magic Johnson. Hell, he reached b- billionaire status. Somebody came to him for him to fund a slave movie. He said he's not doing that. He's not investing in no movies about slavery. So you have them there, but they receive. Like they look how they criticize Michael Jordan because he right. don't speak out on issues like Colin Kaepernick. Michael Jordan said Republicans buy Haynes, wear Haynes too. Well, right, exactly. These people that always come, these activists always come and want to tell others how they should spend their money. They're saying you should be involved in this and you should be involved. You know, in the 1968 Olympics when you had Carlos and Smith, those two sprinters that stood on the podium with their uh, black gloves on and, and, and the black power salute, they I don't think broke. that was Carl. I don't think that was Carl Lewis, though. Who was before Carl Lewis? No, Jesse, Carlos Smith. Jesse Owens. Carlos Smith. No, Carlos, Carlos Smith. Smith. Okay. Okay. They went broke. One of them wives left him, and other things went down in a negative way because nobody supported them. Well, with that type of an example. Do you think Michael Jordan's going to get involved in those type of? Political activities? Hell no. Yeah, I agree with you, Pianchi. I think it's crazy you got people making $40,000 a year telling Michael Jordan how to make money. That's right. But they're loving and liberal, so it's okay. You know what gets me is that Barry Satoro is trying to get Brandon to get out of the way so he could bring in Big Mike. 
And Brandon is his way of thinking is I'm one of the best presidents ever. He has no idea how sad he is. Well, that's another thing I think I said last night. It's quite obvious that you got groups of people that's sitting around a table conspiring to bring down the United States. It's been going on for some time. And at some point in time, those people need to be brought to a Nuremberg of justice and tried. And if found guilty, they should be punished. Some of the things they're doing is tantamount to treason. It has to be. Because you've seen in other cases where people were charged with treason for doing either identical or similar things. Because if you don't punish them, it's just like some of these judges. Some of these judges need to be kicked off the bench. And then it would send a message. It's like firing a, firing a shot across the bow. Because they don't went too far. And they only there on account of good behavior, not for life. And some of the things that we hear, see, and witness is identical to bad behavior in any other case. That is true. <laughs> Excuse me. No, that's fine. Uh, there was a story I wanted here. And I So I don't know if you know or not, Pianchi. I I talked about this last, uh, uh, either yesterday or the day before. Nevada is is kind of different in the sense that there's a primary and there's a caucus. And you can be in one but not the other. And I've never seen this before. So Nikki Haley is on the side that has a primary. And the caucus people were Vivek, DeSantis, and Trump. So now there's only Trump for the caucus. And I don't know which one supersedes the other. So, well, I would think I would think the caucus the caucus is the party putting forth. And then you got the primary which is is based on state legislation. Any way you run is going to be the party who makes the choice. Based on, and you know the party don't have to go with the popular vote neither. <laughs> Believe it or not. Right, I know. We have to do some drastic things in order to regain the republic. <laughs> And we cannot, people cannot say that things ain't crazy. You know, with the attacks on kids, with the depletion of jobs, these saber rallying against Russia, as you know, I told you the other day, Vito, do an inventory in your house 
how many items is made in Russia? Whereas practically everything that you have is made in China. Right. Unless you specifically go out of your way to purchase something that's made in the United States. So who's the enemy? Well, nobody wants to look at it that way because they get their cheap products from there. Exactly. And the Chinese that's over here buying American land, if you do a backtracking of the money that they accumulated, it probably came from some male decision or an American business going into China. All those things are orchestrated. And they're trying to do the same thing in the Mideast. I don't know if you know about this, Pianchi, but China owns uh, Smithfield, the pork company. And China yeah, has more regulations on their food now than the United States. So uh, the Chinese firms reach out to Smithfield to process the, their pork products here in the U.S. so they could be transferred over to China without the the legislation. That's how bad it is. We we have the most additives in our food in, in the world. We have the dirtiest food. Well, yeah, it lasts forever, unless you're down here in the south where you have a high mold content, mm-hmm. natural high mold content. Your food will mold in the refrigerator, certain foods. But you're absolutely right. The things that they put in foods nowadays is yet another way that uh, they go about decimating people's health. Then they have to go to the doctor, the hospital, and pay exuberant costs. Then they come up with plans like an Obamacare and so on and so on and so on. What in the world is the government doing telling you where to get your insurance from? They are serious about trying to ban coffee in the United States because it, it creates too much climate change. <laughs> People think I'm joking. I shared the article in my spy book a couple days ago. Yeah. And you got some organizations, like especially in the construction trades, where those people defer putting money on their check and put it toward their own health and welfare. Whereas if they go to have a tooth pull, they don't pay anything. But no, when you have plans like that, Obama labeled them as Cadillac plans. And when time comes for you to use that plan and whatever the cost of the procedure that the plan is paying for, he wants you to pay taxes on that. Well, it's no secret that they're just, uh, that they're there to, uh, to bring us down instead of lifting everybody else in the world up. You're absolutely right. Could you imagine how better off we would be without these taxes? Just look at they want to pay, they want to give $100 billion to Ukraine and Israel. 
That money should stay in America's pocket. That's the next. Hey, I'm under the belief that pick. that taxation should still be at the one percent that they that they sold it uh, for in 1913. Yeah, I agree with you. It should be apportionment. If you got 50 states and your and your uh, bill that your debt is fifty thousand, each state should pay a thousand. Mm-hmm. That's the way it used to be. And believe me, they're going to kick Israel under the bus because they don't need her no more. What do they need her for? You're energy independent. You don't need them. <laughs> Ukraine is trying to become another Israel. That's all it's about. You have you give money to this country, there's no accountability. You don't know where it's going or who... Right, Hell, exactly. it may be coming back into the Bank of America account. You don't know. So, Bianchi, don't I don't know if you heard me talking about this yesterday. Do you know who's running against Adam Schitt in uh, in California? Probably another robot. <laughs> no, they got they got Steve Garvey from the Dodgers running against yeah, uh, Adam Schitt. I heard you say that Steve Garvey. Yeah, I I tried to reach out to his team. I'm hoping I get a response because I'd like to have him, not just for myself because I, I I enjoy the game of baseball, but we need to promote Adam shit losing. Well, I don't I don't care too much. Although I don't have to vote for him, but I don't like the things I hear him saying the way he say them. <clears throat> but you know, getting back to this aid that you give in these countries. That money yeah. is coming back around to these politicians. That's why politicians need to be paid by the state that they represent. If you were elected in Michigan, if you were elected in Florida, if you were elected in Nevada or Illinois, well, your paycheck, direct deposit, should go to your account, bank account, in either one of those states. Mm-hmm. Then at the state level, they can be transparent into what you have and where it's coming from. But once you go to Washington, D.C., and you get all hid and covered and cloaked in all that bureaucratic corruption, you never know. That's why so many people, these these state legislatures, they want to hurry up and get there by hook or crook. And it's going to get worse. I agree. I, I just know that uh, we're we're at the end of it here. So uh, we're, we're not even paying the interest on our debt to China anymore. And, uh, and we're still, we're still borrowing money to give it to the Ukraine and we'll pay it back with interest. Well, your interest is going to be over a trillion dollars here pretty soon. That's 33% right. of your, 25 to 33% of your revenue. You don't need to be a math whiz to figure that that ain't going to last long. So then, so what's the what's the only thing they, they can say we ain't going to pay it? Then when you do that, people are going to get pissed off. 
and want to start lobbing missiles and things. Yeah, we're saying, okay, well, you don't want to pay it. We'll just take Hawaii. Yeah. They might start rattling off some Social Security numbers and say, well, we want these people, since people believe in that. I mean, that's really ridiculous, uh, though, Proof. But if it gets to the point where China says, look, you pay us $2 trillion in six months or we're taking Hawaii, at some point, as as much as it's part of the United States, I understand that if you owe somebody a debt, you can't just say, we're not paying it. Well, I ask you this, Proof. Can we make a suggestion what state you take? How about D.C.? Well, that's technically not a state, so that that wouldn't work. Well, I, know, I would give, I'd give them Oregon, California. Oregon school. Give them Oregon. Yeah, Oregon and Washington. Give them those states. Give them Bill Gates' house. I'll I'll be happy with that. <laughs> if Bill Gates likes like China so much, he can he can give them his house. <laughs> I think Oregon would be uh, Oregon, Hawaii would be the two places That would uh, probably Be more palatable Of course they want California uh, They'd have to negotiate that But they could probably do that Hey, they can take California They just have to take the people To go with it well, Chinese flags already fly over ports there in, in California. Yeah, give them, uh, if they want Los Angeles, anything from Long Beach to San Francisco, that's fine. All that's fair game. I know there's still a place up there that, that that's between Oregon and San Francisco that wants to call themselves New California. And they're trying to be, become their own state. Well, it wasn't I too long ago. It wasn't too long ago in California wanted to split into three states. Well, we would be splitting it then, because you'd have uh, you'd have Orange County down to San Diego, and then the Chinese can get. L.A. to San Francisco, and then New California will just be their own thing. That's three. That's three areas. And uh, but the thing is, they have to take Nancy Pelosi and Adam Shit with them. Well, Nancy Pelosi would be with part of their district, so I don't see why not. <laughs> exactly. And give them that, uh, give them, uh, I can't think of her name, Maxine Waters. Uh, they'll have to take her, too. That old moldy California raisin? Yes. Yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, hell, I'd love to have them own, you know, the Chinese own Kevin Newsom's house as well, so. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. They can have that. Yep. 
we're if you can't pay the bill, you've got to give them something because you, it's not like China can say uh, if it's not like China can't take somebody to court and then the judge says uh, you have to pay this. Uh, the United States knows that, so you have to start confiscating. I get that. Uh, I think Hawaii would be a done deal, and I and I think that they would be looking at land on the west coast. That would wisen people up to say, "Hey, we got to fix this spending." Bianchi Kimo has not seen this week's broccoli episode yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that since it's getting late. Broccoli man for president, yes. All right. So uh, let me know when you're ready, Kimo. I don't think you've seen this one yet. Just about. So Mike on the millennials is really upset because he's not getting a black stipend. He's only getting the trans stipend. And all of our Broccoli Mans are on Rumble. So if you just look up a search for Broccoli Man, you will see hundreds of them. When you say the word, it's going. Well, unfortunately, I have to go through two commercials real quick. So let you know that we have your Fine, I understand. And you can still get it for... The weather's getting colder outside, and you could keep doing the same old thing of putting on 17 layers just to be comfortable. Or... Oh, okay, all right. right. Hey, speaking of hoodies, uh, John Fetterman sounds like a conservative now. <laughs> he just called Trump king, and he wasn't even joking. Yep. I guess now that he's that he's he's getting better after a stroke, now all of a sudden he sounds normal. All right, so it sounds like you're ready. I'll go ahead and count it down. Three, uh, two, yeah. one. Yeah, you had something? Oh, no, go ahead. All right, I'll start over. Three, two, one, action. <laughs> I'm glad you came out to hang out today, Sugar. We were worried about you. Yes, we need you to help us fight against all these new Trump supporters. Yeah, there was a poll last week at Southern Hampshire Institute and Technology about who it went between Brandon and Trump. Over 70% of students here at SHIT said thems are voting for Trump. We need Anna Fit to come in here do mostly peaceful protests and teach these something but cares a lesson. How dare them act like like white suprinks? They said 65% of students here at SHIT are voting Trump. 
We need to pass a mandate on campus that if you vote for Trump, you are deported to Russia. By the way, sugar, we have to go for a black people's Titans meeting next Thursday. You coming with us? I can pick you up. But you have to leave that racist boyfriend behind. I do not let white people in my car for any reason. Thems are too racist for me. They denied my request to get a black people's stipend. They said I am not black. I told them I identify as black and I'm a trans. They said to get the uh, out the office. I told them my birthing partner is black. I do Black Lives Matter rallies and break stuff with them. I even offered to suck their ice cream cone. But they had security drag me out the office. Yeah, trans stipends are good. But the black stipends get $5 million a year. We only get $20,000 a month for bees in trans. I know. It's that Green Jones again. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! I want to punch hems in hems bull sacks. He keeps telling me that he is going to arrest me if I get pregnant. He is not going to stop me from getting pregnant and then having an abortion after the baby is born. He is also against carbon taxes to stop global warming. He is also one of those fools that will not vote for Brandon. Hello again Sugar. Nice to see you are out of the hospital. Why did you just flip me off? I do not like any white people because you are too racist. When I was at Winnie Howe General Hospital, thems made me wait for extra hours to get help because none of the staff was black. I'd rather than to let someone who is not black help me. You something duck as are too racist. You need to leave us alone. We do not want to talk to anyone that's going to make Brandon or Michael Robinson Obama lose the election. I know right. Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady. Mr. Broccoli you are not black like us. Is that so? Well, if you are black, then how come you are not getting that black stipend you have been working on for months? You just bees is upset that he can bees is then eating him once. I know if Trump wins the election, then you will arrest me for trying to get pregnant. Why are you against me having a baby? Why do you think I care about your body? You can do whatever you want with your life. All I know is if you have a baby, then where will the baby come out? I can make it come out of any place in the body I want it to come out of. You have no uterus. Your body has no way to feed the baby or hold the baby in a womb. You were not born with a womb. You also have no way to deliver the baby even if you magically got pregnant. Huh? You take that back right now. My sperms are good enough to make his sperms pregnant. Is that so? You do not know that sperms do not make other sperms pregnant. You need eggs. The sperm finds the egg and then gods will makes it happen. That's how every species over time has babies. Not anymore Mr. Broccoli. Brandon legalizes getting pregnant. That is why we have tampons in the men's room. Tampons are for when your uterus wall is shedding its old skin. If you have no uterus, there you are not shedding your parts. I'm going to make a complaint to the fake news hotline. 
You need to be arrested for false information. And also call the race hotline. Temps needs to be as taken to a FEMA camp for beezing white. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. This broccoli dude does not even believe in wearing a scam on him's face. This guy needs to listen to Dr. Froddy. Didn't you see that in court last week? Dr. Froddy testified on dear oath that wearing scams have zero effect on you getting sick. Social distancing, scams, the arrows on the ground at the store. Those things did not help stop COVID's even a one hundredth of one percent. Of course he said that under oath. He had to say that or else he would be arrested for lying. I don't care. Wearing a scam shows you are a Democrat voter. I will always make sure I have a scam on my face so everyone knows I am voting Democrat. Even though scams do not protect you from COVID or heart attacks, they are the best way to protect yourself from getting COVID. By huh? the way, you are supposed to wear that scam on your face because it is good manners. My wearing a scam protects you. You wearing a scam protects me. I probably had a heart attack after my last COVID boost because too many white peoples were not wearing a scam when I was in China Mart getting my 83rd booster. Exactly. You should know it is good manners. Just like everyone knows you always need to wear socks with your sandals because it is good manners. Huh? You do not need someone to tell you that you are supposed to do something. You just do it. Yeah. How would you like it if I just came up on this mug and had my flip-flops on and not wearing socks? Well, I do not care because it is your body. You decide what you need to wear. Second, socks with sandals is gross. But that is up to you because I do not have to live with your clothing decisions. You do you. You take that back right now. That is the law for us black people. Mike. You know we can all see you, right? You are as white as Tom Brady. I can identify as anything I want. Yeah. Well, if you can be black, then why did your black stipend get turned down due to the fact you are not black? That's because you are a racist. I can identify as anything I want. If you can identify as anything you want, can you be an octopus? Yes, of course. If that is the case, then you do not have gills. You breathe underwater. You should not have lungs. You should probably find an ocean or river to live in. Because being in the air will dry you out and you will die. Oh yeah, I drink Coca-Cola and tap water every single day. I can be anything I want. We do not care. Also, an octopus has eight arms. You only have two. Where are your other arms? If I gave you a $10 bill to hold in every arm, you could only walk away with $20. Not $80. That's only because you're not black. You can be any skin color you want. Black, white, green, red, fuchsia. Octopus has eight arms. So if you identify as a black gay octopus and you were born a human, you would not have eight arms so you would not be an octopus. You're wrong. We can be anything we want. My parent one of the two told me when I was a kid when I grow up I can't be as anything I want. Us trans peoples will save brands. Just like Bud Light and United Airlines. 
Exactly. It is dumb fools like you that think someone cannot fly a plane or handle luggage because they are blind or quadriplegic. I am not going to touch that one right now. Please stop these Woketopians from taking over the world. They will destroy everything. Please, check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on Monday through Thursday 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. He has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Check it out at freedomizerradio.com. You can also look for the schedule on the website and find all the other shows as well. That is freedomizerradio.com. So now you people are ableist for not wanting a blind man who cannot move his arms and legs to fly an airplane. I hope you get cancelled. We can identify as anything we want. Tell us again what happened when you tried to get your stipend for being black. an episode. Did I lose your chemo? No, I'm here. I had it on mute, so I didn't, you know. <clears throat> so I was keeping quiet, having a coughing fit for a moment, but. All right. Well, I hope it was okay. Oh, no, that was a good one. So, Almost made Mike me want to just... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, when he did that long pause, then they almost hit mute and just said, should I tell you, right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he did, did offer to, like, let the, to let the, the people at the office suck his ice cream cone. Oh, yeah, well, to, yeah, to suck their ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> Mike sounding more and more like an OnlyFans girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. You have anything else uh, tonight? If you uh, do, you have anything else you want to go over? Um. No, actually, for once this week, I was a little unprepared because. Uh, I've been in the middle of trying to get uh, things done in this building, and said that's why I really didn't get back to you yesterday, and uh, it's been constant phone calls with, like, a couple of different lawyers, and then um, the property management, and... um, helping to make sure everything has kind of worked right for a couple of other tenants. Okay. I was a little unprepared for the night, but I just saw a recent of another Hodge Twins episode, but I haven't viewed to edit it yet, so. <laughs> oh. Said I love, I love the Hodge Twins, but Every once in a while, sometimes, you know, their language isn't exactly perfect, so. Yeah, that's, that, it's like that sometimes. They drop an occasional F-bomb and an N-bomb, you know, they can do it, but. 
you know, I try not to bring that stuff to the radio show, so. Yeah, I, uh, sometimes I don't mind it, but I don't want a lot of it. Now, that's my big thing. Exactly. However, one thing I did laugh at the other day and I wanted to bring up, too, is uh, N- Nikki Haley giving, you know, a winner's speech when Trump won in New Hampshire the other night. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that, that one. Yeah, nobody could. It's like, woman, you lost. Get over it. You didn't win. <laughs> oh, but but she still thinks that she's in the race. And she's still a believer of everybody gets a trophy. Well, all the Democrats are telling her that, that she's running a great campaign, so that that's what she's – she's banking on those Democrat voters. Yeah, if, if Nikki Haley went up against Brandon, a lot of us would just go to Robert F. Kennedy or, or someone else because we wouldn't we wouldn't vote for those two clowns. Very I'll let true. everybody know right now if it's Nikki Haley versus insert Democrat puppet here, uh, it's Robert Kennedy for me. Because at that point, even if it was Nikki and, and you know, and Brandon, it would be like, okay, Democrat versus Democrat. So, yeah, yeah. you would have to vote, yeah, vote for John F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> I don't necessarily hate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He seems like a, a very decent person. I just don't like his policies. I, I just don't believe in his climate agenda. And that's enough for me to not vote for him, but I would pick him over Michael Robinson Obama, even though Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. True. <laughs> and Barry Santoro wants Brandon out of there so badly. But Big Mike doesn't exactly want the job just yet. I don't know what they're going to have to promise him. That is a good question. Because it's it's not like the the former 2016 Democrat candidate that shall never be mentioned. That one, that one was thirsty. Big Mike doesn't care. Pretty much. So, did you have anything else coming up for the show tonight, or anything you wanted to? I I did have a, a clip I wanted to show you from JP Sears. It's about five minutes. All right, go ahead. Soon you will be able to pay for groceries at every Whole Foods in the U.S. with just a swipe of your hand. That's right. Introducing pay with your palm at Whole Foods, because why the f*** not? I've just returned home to Bohemian Grove after a trip to Whole Foods, and boy, was it convenient. At Whole Foods, 
You know us as the store where you can pay more for the same food that you can get for cheaper at other stores. But now, not only do you get to pay more at Whole Foods, you get to pay with more. That's right, the good news is it doesn't just cost you more money to shop at Whole Foods now, it costs you the sovereignty of your body. Because it's just more convenient for you. It is, it's convenient for you. And I'll tell you more on how it's convenient for you, but first, as we at Whole Foods are owned by Amazon, we are delighted to offer you a way for us to not just invade the privacy of your personal data, but now invade the privacy of your body. We're starting with pay with your palm, but can you envision a future where we also get you to pay with your fingers, your hand, your spit, your blood, your soul, your firstborn, your firstborn soul, the souls of your next seven generations? We can, and with enough compliance, can you imagine the possibilities of not even being allowed to buy food unless you surrender your DNA to us first? That's a lot of benefit to you, the customer. We might clone you. The currency of cash and credit cards has limitations, but with pay with your palm, the currency of cannibalism unlocks conveniences for you that you've never known you've needed. Consider this major hassle that a lot of shoppers have to go through. Have you ever been to Whole Foods and had this happen to you? It just, it just ruins your whole day. But not when you pay with your palm. Our top body metric scientists in Davos have determined that it takes an excruciating long almost two seconds to pay with a credit card. Now compare that old paradigm to the same two seconds it takes to pay with your palm. Our math works at the speed of science, which informs us that the same two seconds it takes to pay with your palm goes by much faster. I can't wait to clone those Now look, a lot of skeptics out there are raising completely unfounded, baseless concerns about us ushering in pay with your palm technology. Thinking, I don't know, that we might have some kind of motive to use your bodily data for our gain rather than yours. We wouldn't have gone to the trouble of inventing and implementing a new payment technology that's massively expensive while we already had a perfectly good payment system in place if there was something for us to gain from it. And, and also consider that we have a legal responsibility to our shareholders, whereby everything we do has to be for the benefit of the company. But this is the one thing we're breaking that rule on. You, we're only doing this one for you. And yes, in the past, Amazon has been criticized for data privacy violations. But when you willingly surrender your bodily data over to us by using our pay with your palm option, you don't have to worry about that. By the code of Satan's black magic, if you deceive them into consenting, then you are technically not violating them. Because with us, your bodily data is encrypted and sent directly to the Amazon cloud. And that's where it's stored and protected so that nobody can access your God-given bodily data. Except for the most powerful profit-driven corporation on the planet that you just gave it to. So you should be good, because us at that same corporation says so. Because we know customers demand a second option for making payments that takes the exact same amount of time as it does to tap a credit card on a chip reader, we think you'll enjoy paying with your palm. So please sign up to pay with your palm the next time you're in the store buying your pretentious food. January is here.
I, I thought maybe you might appreciate that. <laughs> Just the thought of paying with my ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah. I just whip it on the counter and go here and scan this. <laughs> well, if it's the wiretap, that's that's what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had one earlier. I ran across it yesterday. It was brand new from the United Spot. That was really funny, and I don't know. It, it is language edited, thank God. So. Uh, uh, if you guys don't know who the United Spot is, they do a lot of uh, political spoofs. I've never heard so, of them. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I think they're still on. I think they do have a thing on Rumble as well, but they have one on YouTube, and it was about. Uh, uh, Brock and Michael talking, and it was specifically called Mic Drop. Just give me one quick second, and I'll get it loaded. Why is it messing up, Ian? Uh, it's just so good being here with you right now. Are you okay? I'm a little sore, but 
Sometimes I miss you so much I can barely stand it. I know. I just can't get your taste out of my mouth. I love smelling your pork. I wish I knew how to quit you. Do you want another hot dog? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm all filled up on pizza. I know. I'm all stuffed with protein. Oh, me too. I'm filled to the top. Oh, so, what do you want to do? Uh, I have so much energy after eating that whole bag of sugar. I don't know. We can play tummy sticks. I have the cucumber. Drop the sofa. We can have another hot dog eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that was different. Yeah, they they tend to go a little raw every once in a while, but they've got some really funny stuff with the United Spot. All right. Um, if you're done, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. Well, do you have anything else to close out the show for the next 12 minutes? I think you closed it right there. Oh, that bad, huh? <laughs> No, I'm just done. It's a long week. We're not going to learn anything in the next 10 minutes. Well, I got nothing else for tonight, so. Yeah, everything else I want to play is over 10 minutes, and it's not worth it. Wow. All right, well, we'll be back again next week. Thank you for being here, Kimo. We, we appreciate having you here. Always good to have good to be had, and uh, I'll see you next Thursday. All right, sounds good to me. So, everyone else, please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the Proof Negative show, but until tomorrow, or until Monday, I should say, uh, please support the other shows over the weekend. And until Monday, hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am Proof Negative. I am Oots. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.